Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers Open Think Tank, sponsored by Suit Up. It is Wednesday, May 26th. Louisiana Raging Cajun Baseball scheduled to be in action tonight from Montgomery. Joining us as he does every Wednesday at 8, usually in studio, but today he is on the road in Montgomery. That would be associate head baseball coach for Louisiana's Raging Cajuns, Anthony Babineau. Good morning, Bab. How are you? Good morning, Scott. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing great, Bab. Last night, I know that um, you guys were checking out the games, watching the games over at the tournament. Uh, Deg said you guys would be kind of doing some scouting. And uh, there was a, a tight game last night. Uh, App State, Texas State ends one nothing. Obviously, you know, a lot of what unfolded there was going to determine what you guys did next. But um, what did you learn last night? What did you guys learn watching that matchup? Well, uh, we learned who the must game is going to be against, mm-hmm. for one, <laughs> with this setup that we have this year at the conference tournament. Um, but, you know, we've played Texas State three times, so pretty familiar with them. We're curious to or anxious to watch App State, obviously an opponent that we had not played this year. So, you know, got to watch them a little bit and see some of the arms that they threw. Now, the starter that they threw, I'm sure won't throw against us. Also, although he was very good, left-handed pitcher with with three really good pitches. Um, And I don't believe that he was their number one guy. So um, I think there's another lefty that they have that is a starter that will probably throw in the game against us. Yeah. So, but besides that, you know, just kind of watching the game and just watching some baseball, enjoying the the park and the atmosphere here, and um, you know, the great weather, not having to worry about rain every day like we have the last couple of weeks back home. Uh, but uh, it's just so far, so far it's been good. It really has. Yeah, you mentioned it, uh, Tyler Tuthill. Uh, they didn't throw, and uh, they got the win. And the approach in pool play, Bab, is unique because you've got some games that you want to win them all, I get it, but not at the cost of possibly losing the tournament. You're thinking big picture. You're competing, but they're must-win games, and they're games that win or lose aren't going to make a difference as to whether or not you advance. Um, and that's not foreign to pool play. Uh, I know originally, right, I think the coaches had thought it would be two pools with four teams in each, and because of COVID and various reasons, we have the current format this year that we have. Um, how do you think How do you think Robe would have felt about pool play when it came to, say, a game like tonight where, you know, you, you whether you win or lose, it won't dictate whether or not you advance? Well, no coach likes to play games that don't, have any bearing on anything first of all um you know and and not that i mean in a way that's what tonight is because the bottom line is if we win tomorrow's game then we advance to the semis but so you know tonight in essence really is is a i don't know what you call it you know meaningless game practice game it's not but it's a game you're out playing and you want to play well and you certainly want to um 
play well enough to where you have momentum going into tomorrow's game against App State, which is the game that will get us into the semifinals. So, again, uh, we went through this pod, not pod system, but pool play with the tournament a couple of years in the past, two to three times we kind of experimented with it and, and obviously didn't like it enough to stick with it and went back to the double elimination, but this year back to it. But the the way that we're back to it this year with the, just the two games for the pool and, and with there being so many games that don't have a bearing on who advances, I uh, don't, at least to this point, haven't heard too many coaches speak too highly of it. But at the end of the day, we're, we're playing. We didn't know when we were discussing all of this and the regular season, even for that matter, we didn't know if we would be playing. And we didn't know if we should play four games a weekend, three games a weekend. We mulled over that decision. Thankfully, we stayed and stuck with three games. The, the conferences that played four games on the weekend just told us how absolutely miserable that has been. So, thankfully, we stayed with the three games. And, you know, we have a tournament. At least we have a tournament uh, in a great city, great ball, ballpark, and, you know, playing for a chance to – Gets an NCAA regional, so whenever they say we need to play, we're going to show up and and give it our best. Have you guys made a decision from a pitching standpoint for the next two nights or or tonight only? Well, we've made a decision for tonight. That's for sure. Uh, Jack Burke is going to go tonight. He's going to get the start tonight. Um, so that obviously gives Connor Cook. Uh, an extra day of rest. It obviously gives Spencer Arrigetti an extra day of rest. So Cook will get the ball tonight. And You, you know, mean Burke? Burke will get I'm the ball sorry, tonight. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, Burke will get the ball tonight. And obviously he's someone that we, we trust and has had some really good outings. And, um, you know, we've got a – the bottom line, we've got a, we've got a hit, we've got a score. And I've said it. Over and over, Coach Deggs has said it. You know, we pitch well enough. We can suffocate people with our bullpen to where if we score, we're going to be successful. So that's what we've got to go out and do. We've got to, you know, from the word go tonight, kind of take over the game offensively. At least that's the hope. That's the goal. And if we can do that, we feel very confident that we can stay here all week. Yeah, the the, do you think how you guys perform tonight offensively could – also factor into a pitching decision tomorrow, or is that too early to say? Um, possible, possibly. But, you know, I, I, we haven't discussed, you know, at length tomorrow, but I've got, um, you know, I, I know it's either going to be Cooker or Arrigetti that get that ball tomorrow night, you know, obviously. Um, but, yeah, every game that you play kind of dictates what you do the next and, and you try to get a feel of, of, of how you're playing, how you're doing, and, and you make the best decision that you think you can from there. ESPN1420.com, Anthony Babineau, our guest. I'm Scott Prather. It's the Great Scott Show. Uh, the minor league team, Montgomery, uh, that the ballpark you guys are using are the uh, Montgomery Biscuits. Have you had any biscuits in Montgomery? Are you having biscuits this morning? No, I have not had any biscuits yet, uh, and I have not had any this morning. Uh, but 
the ballpark is is beautiful. It's a great setup. It's an old train station that they converted one side of it into, um, or incorporated it into the ballpark. It's really nice. The field is in good shape. The, everything is is nice about it. You know, it's within walking distance of the hotel and all the restaurants and dining and things like that. So it's uh, it's a good setup so far. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. All right, so. You know, um, tomorrow is the must-win. Tonight is a game you'd you'd like to win, but the approach is, I guess, you know, it's that you want to have some positive momentum heading into tomorrow. But obviously, you're saving arms, and maybe some guys get some PT. Like, what's the the offensive approach tonight? Is it a situation where maybe you give some guys some cuts that might not get them otherwise because? You know, they put in time, they've earned it, or is it, look, we just offensively, we want to do everything we can tonight so we have that momentum going into tomorrow, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But, no, it's going to be the regular guys that you've seen going out. I mean, we're we're not, um, you know, this is not the time to experiment with anything or, or you know, with players. I mean, the, the guys all have roles, and they know those roles. You know, the, the starters know who they are and, and the the defensive replacements know who they are, and, and the bench guys, the pinch hitters, they know who they are. So uh, we're going to go out with our with our same guys. And look, the, the the goal is to win four games. The goal is to go four zero this week. Um, but when you look at the way it's not just us, it's every team that's here. Every team that's here knows this. You, every team knows that which game they have to win in order to advance uh, to the semifinals. So every coach is, you know, pitching accordingly. Same thing with what App State did last night, you know, and they they put themselves, I'm sure they feel, in a, in a very good position to move on uh, to the semifinals with having their, their, their best guy able to go tomorrow night. ESPN 1420. Anthony Babineau, our guest. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back. Get his thoughts on the all-conference teams, some of the um, awards given out by the Sunbelt Sun Belt Conference memories. Oh, my word, Jay. We'll have to hear at least one old clip, and we will take a look at that batting lineup. Drake Osborne, how's that shoulder feeling? And more. It's all coming your way. Don't go anywhere. I'm Scott. That's Coach Babb from Montgomery. We're coming right back right after this on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Years ago, on McKinley Street, a young man named Anthony was dancing around in a cowboy hat to that song. And now here he is at uh, 50 years old from Montgomery talking about biscuits and baseball with some jabroni. Life comes at you fast, Bab, I'm telling you. Man, Kenny Chesney said, don't blink. And I tell you what, do not blink, son. It, it, you know, the old saying, and I say it a lot with kids, but it, it can ring true for a lot of things in life. It's like days go slow, but months go fast. Or days go slow and years go fast. Um, you've been a part of a lot of conference tournaments, man. What is what is the number one memory for you when you think of Sunbelt Conference Tournament? Baseball moment, what is it? Well, I think it's, for me, it's the first, very first one that we that we won, uh, that we were really successful in. You know, that being 
1998, we won that conference tournament in Mobile, in South Alabama, and got dramatic bid to the to the regionals. So I think that was a that was the that was the first one for me, you know. And and prior to that, we we really didn't have success very much at all in these conference tournaments. So you know, we were able to get that one done, and you know, still. Still, you know, we went through that stretch of, of 2014, 15, 16, where we won three in a row. But besides that, we really haven't had that much success in the conference tournament. So, uh, for me, it's it's more of, of the success we have not had throughout the 26 years now, uh, this being 27, uh, than the success that we have had. Uh, for whatever reason, we've you know we've won some regular season championships and. You know, like I said, in 98 and then 14, 15, and 16. But beyond that, just really been that successful in the conference tournaments. Well, uh, you guys will look to remedy that here. Beginning tonight against Texas State, tomorrow must win against App State, and then uh, potentially semifinal Saturday and final on Sunday. Well, I, I got one clip from Jay Walker and former UL baseball SID Jeff Schneider because this game – um, that the clip I'm about to play, it was, it felt so improbable in the moment. I mean, Jay's sitting there and he's, you know, at the end of every baseball season, Bab, it's the end of a sports calendar season for us that work in radio. It starts with football, it ends with occasionally softball, usually baseball, um, whenever the last game is. And he's got a list of, you know, people to thank, various people that have been part of the broadcast or whatever. So he's, He's texting me. He's got, you know, he's got some stuff ready and he's thinking the season's going to end or it could be ending soon. Turns out y'all had a lot of baseball left, but uh, it all kind of started with this big moment right here. The 1-0. Swing and a fly ball hit to right. That's hit well. Looking up and that ball is gone. It's a granny. It's a grand slam. It's a four-run swing and the Cajuns lead it 5-1. to one. Oh, my word, Jay. Can't believe it. Took it over the riddle pace sign and right field over that 30-foot fence, and the Cajun team is going nuts on the field. Number 16 for Trosclair. RBIs 50, 51, 52, and 53. Um, oh my word, Jay, that, uh, that way, you know, it, it just reminds me when I hear it. Oh, anytime I hear someone say, oh my word, I think of that and my late grandmother. Um, but I, I, I think of that play and I think about the conference tournament and how, I don't know, man, it just, there's this feeling of like anything is possible. I know that sounds cheesy, but that's anything's possible here in the tournament, man. There could be some some uh, magical moments that are, that are made here over the next couple of days or some heartbreaking ones. We'll see. But good thing is uh, you guys have the pen in your hand and you get to write the chapters here. Yeah, we definitely get to write the chapters. And, and man, the hair on my arms stood up as you're playing that just because it brings back so many great memories. Every so many memories made in sports and, and with teams, obviously, and, and there's those special seasons. What was great about that moment right there um, for me personally, and 
You know, we had obviously the tremendous success that we did in 2014. We won 58 games. You know, all the picks that we had, the guys that, that went on to play professional baseball, and, you know, everything that was the excitement that the 2014 team created with the number one national ranking and hosting a regional, hosting a super regional, a national seed, everything that that team received was deserved. Uh, still cannot believe that we didn't make it to Omaha that year. You know, the national champion that year, I don't believe won as many games as, as we did, and we didn't even get there. Um, but in 2015, you know, obviously a much different team, a much different look to that team. You know, Coach Deggs, Coach Harvell had moved on to Sam Houston for that great opportunity that they had, bring in new coaches, and all of the talks still throughout the entire season was about 2014 and, and being compared to 2014, which – the numbers that were put up that year, the success may not ever be duplicated again by a, a Cajun team. Uh, certainly hope that they are, and, and I know that we're going to strive each and every day to get to that as far as getting to Omaha. That's our goal. Uh, we can see it happening here, getting back there, competing for a national championship. But the entire talk that season was about 2014, even though that year had been over with a whole new cast of characters, and a new season had begun. When Stefan hit that home run, that grand slam, and even more so the next weekend as we won that regional, people finally started to talk about the 2015 team, the current team that was playing, and were getting excited for that team. And for me, that was what that, did for that that group was to get people excited about that group because really throughout the whole 2015 season people were still excited about the 2014 team yeah but when Stefan hit that grand slam and we won that tournament and we got the automatic bid to the regional and then we had success in that regional and back to a super the same place that we were a year before with so many new players new coaches that to me was was so great and so deserved of that team because, yes, that team didn't have, you know, the pro players that the 2014 team did. That team didn't win 58 games. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that team didn't have all the accolades, but that team had a lot of heart. They had a lot of desire, a lot of drive, and, you know, they were still really, really good players. It was a good team. Just things didn't go their way during the regular season. But finally they got there, you know, at, at the end of the basketball tournament where Jim Dance says one shining moment, they got their one shining moment, and they did great with it. They really did. It, they they absolutely did. And, you know, um, whether it be being compared to the 2014 team or um, a famous paper, rock, scissors showdown uh, on a rainy night in Monroe, it was it, – it took that moment from Trosclair, like you said, to kind of be like, okay – all right, look at this. But that moment, before that moment, it looked like things were about to come to end, and you guys had a lot of baseball left. And I guess that's kind of where I'm, I was I was leading with this, Bab. You know, fair or not, the reality is 
when it's a, a, a win and get in type scenario and the Sunbelt Conference tournament is right here, the goal is right here in front of you, you know, a lot of what happens here, maybe not tonight, but certainly tomorrow and potentially thereafter, is going to dictate how a lot of folks, a lot of fans, not players or coaches within the team, but how a lot of fans will look back years from now at this team. And, you know, you hope that it, it gets looked back at finally because you hear the Trosclair call and you think of everything that came after that. Maybe it's not a big moment, but if you win this thing, it uh, it just the, – the way you think back at this tournament, at this season, at this team, the way fans do a lot – you know, it's that that's what you have right here in front of you. What a great opportunity, right? What a great opportunity to be here. What a great opportunity to be a a one seed where you're not in a position where, you know, you got to win both of them and, and, and figure it out from there where you've got a little bit of wiggle room. But it is uh, it's all right here in front of you guys. Well, it certainly is. And look, we understand it's a it's a what have you done lately for me business. We we totally get that. And and as you just mentioned, you know, if Stefan doesn't hit that grand slam and we don't win that game, then, you know, there's absolutely no one talking about the 2015 team, with the exception of when you reminisce about it from coaches and players that were on that team. Um, so we, we get that, and, and we know that we're in a situation this, this week where we have to win this tournament to advance. We understand that. But we accept that, we embrace it, and we're going to go out and fight for it. Ben Fitzgerald, Drake Osborne, Connor Cook named all Sunbelt first team. Drake Osborne named the newcomer of the year. Um, how, how did the coaching staff feel about the three selections, and did you, did you feel like maybe some other guys were deserving of the honor? How did you feel overall about the all Sunbelt conference selections? Well, you know, obviously very proud of those guys that made it all – all three that made the first team, as well as Drake being newcomer of the year, all very deserving. All very deserving, and, and certainly proud for those boys, uh, and proud for the program that we were able to get. You know, three on the on the on the first team. You know, personally, thought Connor Cook should have been the pitcher of the year, but hey, he wasn't. So, you know, all those this time of year, you you see some guys that you know were either omitted or snubbed or whatever the word you want to use in all conference teams, you can see them go out and, and try to prove a point. And uh, hopefully we can, we can have that happen for us. You know, uh, I haven't spoken to Connor to, to see if, you know, he thinks that he should have gotten that. I'm sure he's not upset, not even, not even worried about it. He's focused on his next outing, but you know, a lot of guys can use that, whether it be pitcher position player to, to help drive them, to help fuel them uh, in the week ahead. Yeah, I, I got a chance to speak to him, um, you know, before you guys got on the bus on Monday. I, I, I recorded it. It aired yesterday. So I, I didn't get to talk to him after the announcement were made. But, you know, Connor uh, strikes me very much as a no-nonsense kind of guy. Um, I don't. I mean, yes. I could be wrong. I, he doesn't seem like the guy that's going to be remembered as, uh, you know, the clown in the clubhouse, which every every team needs one or two of those for the record. Uh, but he is, um, you know, from a mental standpoint, hearing him talk about, you know, asking him straight up, what's the difference between the first half of the season where, you know, mainly a reliever role, starting some, the numbers aren't great, the second half of the season, you settle in and you are just a dominant weekend starter. He said it's mental. You know, in 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 Coach Ryan, Coach B.J. Ryan, pitching coach. You know the the 
simple statement of, you know, you got nothing to lose and everything to gain here really spoke to him. But his curveball, his focus, and his no-nonsense approach seem to be really just locked in right now for him. And, you know, whether he's pitching tomorrow or, or potentially this weekend, uh, that's a guy that before the season started – you know, I mean, who knows? You go back and you look at the starters, you know, from opening week into Tulane, and you look at where you guys are now. Every season sort of writes itself as the book continues. But Cook really niched out a starring role here, and he is absolutely living up to it. And I know that there are a lot of fans that kind of agree with you. They felt like he should have been pitcher of the year. And I think Hetty maybe, you know, had the whole season that he had in the second half. But you can't, you, look, you can't deny the numbers. You know, the ERA and, and everything, it all speaks for itself. Yeah, he really did a job in transitioning to that starter role and, and, as you mentioned, just dominant. You know, week in, week out, it seems like he gets better every week and just very deserved of of the recognition that, that he's gotten. We're excited to see what this week will bring for him and, and hopefully, you know, beyond. Um, you know, he's obviously a guy that's gotten a ton of interest from the pro scouts, so... I'm sure he will have, you know, opportunities and a, and a decision to make once this is all said and done here in a few weeks. So, but, you know, excited, excited for Connor, excited for uh, the team and, and, and these opportunities that we have this weekend. Anthony Babineau, our guest, ESPN 1420. It's the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. Uh, weather Update for you guys here in Lafayette. Mix of clouds and sun. 30% chance of showers today. High of 85. Tonight, partly cloudy. Low of 70. I hear it's hot over there in Montgomery, Bab. Is that fair to say? Uh, that is fair to say, yes. Uh, it is full sun when you wake up in the morning um, until late, late at night. And so, But, you know, there's no rain in the forecast, which is a great thing. Don't have to worry about that. The four games yesterday went off without a hitch, albeit the last game uh, started very, very late. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, almost two hours past its original or scheduled start date, but only three games today. So when you have less games in a day, a greater chance of them starting on time. So 7 o'clock start for us tonight. Hopefully it'll be. At that time, if it's a little later, hopefully not that much later. Pre-game 30 minutes prior, games will be simulcast here on ESPN1420.com and the app as well as News Talk 96.5 and uh, streaming on their website and app as well. That's all powered by Learfield IMG College. Drake Osborne, newcomer of the year. You mentioned the draft a minute ago. Um, I'm sure he's got some interest. One tough SOB. Uh, that shoulder, man, you know, um, Degg's learned, you know, he's like, I don't know if you ever had your shoulder, you know, pop out of socket. And I, I did once. It was playing wiffle ball, um, and, I, you know, it didn't feel good. Of course, all I did was have it go back in and then, you know, not play wiffle ball anymore. Drake's out there um, catching, hitting, batting, what, 333. Uh, what? <laughs> They talk about pain threshold. I mean, you're there seeing it. Does he give you guys an idea, or is it kind of like, look, none of us really know how much pain he's in because he just kind of just keeps it all together. He really does keep it all together. I mean, he communicates with us on how he feels uh, when, you know, that that shoulder goes out of, of socket, which was twice. Um, 
but he's a guy that just he just he doesn't complain about pain. I've never heard him complain about pain, even when these, this, this happens. No, he says, "Hey, I'll be fine. I'll be back soon," and he just does it. Now, this is a guy that that just is as durable as they come, and he's been through a lot throughout his career, and just so very glad that he made the decision to come here. Last year, eligibility has been rock solid for us. Obviously, that goes without question, and very, very deserving of, of newcomer of the year. There was a line in Roadhouse where Patrick Swayze said, "Pain don't hurt." Um, <laughs> what, what's 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 the the bet? You know, what is your personal favorite Patrick Swayze movie? I was a big fan of Roadhouse. Okay, so there it is. You so you know that line. Yeah, you like Dalton. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, Dalton. So, Dalton was one bad, uh, bad son of a. It buck. is. The, the, see this. Rest in peace, Patrick Swayze. Like, if you read the script of that movie, you'd be like, "This has no business being like a hit or like a cult classic." But he he takes it serious enough and pulls it off that it is like that's all on him. And yes, it it worked in the eighties, but. Uh, Swayze also has a line at Point Break that I feel like Deggs would love to use at some point, and it's um, fear causes hesitation, and hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. Just see, just sounds like something Deggs would tell the team or tell somebody before an at-bat, a, bit, a real important one. Yeah, and that's a true statement. It really is. You, you can't... You can't be afraid or it'll, it'll hinder you. It really will. It'll set you back and, and not allow you to to enjoy the your full potential. So no time to, you know, we have a saying all the time. We have a saying all the time. There's no, we got no time to bleed, um, which, hey, put a Band-Aid on it, put a piece of tape on it, rub some dirt on it, and, and let's go. Let's We've got go. things to do. ESPN 1420, Anthony Babineau, if you're just tuning in late, Bab says that Jack Burke will start tonight on the mound for Louisiana, uh, either Arigetti or cook tomorrow in a must-win game against app that's the one you got to win to advance um where is eric getty right now from a confidence standpoint uh both him personally and you guys in him heading into this tourney well him personally he he's the most com- one of the most confident players that we've ever had uh, really you know he does not have and this is no slight to him. We've mentioned this before in a in a team meeting. He does not have the best stuff on the team, but he thinks he has the best stuff on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks he has better stuff than anybody he faces. He really does, and that confidence obviously goes a long, long way for him. Uh, we still have tremendous confidence in Spencer. Um, without Spencer, we would not be where we are today. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So, you know, again, we will decide who will go tomorrow night, and, and uh, they might both pitch tomorrow night, you know, if, if need be. Because, as I mentioned, the way this bracket or this tournament is set up, um, tomorrow night is the game that we absolutely must win. I mean, if we don't win that game tomorrow night, then our season is finished because absolutely will be – um, 2-0. So even if we go, you know, we could we could win tonight, lose tomorrow, lose tonight, win tomorrow, still be 1-1, one one, have the same record. But if we don't win tomorrow, um, if we stop tonight and don't win tomorrow, 
at State two and zero, and they're in the semifinals. So tomorrow is the game that is an absolute must win, and, and you know the season's going to come down to to one game tomorrow night. Well, the bullpen's been great this year, and Jack Burke's a guy that uh, that's been here a while and gets to start tonight. But you want to take him, you know, could be, could be. Uh, possibly his last performance ever. I know you guys are hoping he gets a shot in a regional, maybe in in some kind of role. But my guess is you guys want to take him as far as he can go tonight and save as many arms as possible. Uh, besides that, and really just getting that offense clicking as best you can heading into tomorrow. What what, what is the other thing that game that is odd in that you know you don't have to win to advance? You'd like to, but you're you're playing for the whole regional here. What is another aspect of tonight's game you guys really want to kind of just get get right and uh, and and feel like it can be a key to this tournament? Well, we just you know we want to the whole season we've been striving for consistency, right? And, and been consistent on the mound for the most part. Um, there's been there's been a little bit of consistency. Uh, in the field, obviously, there's, we went through a patch where we weren't making plays, but you know, it's, it's been the offense that's been up and down. We've we've had some, some runs where we've scored, you know, where we I think during the eight game winning streak we averaged seven runs a game, and then we went through some spurts where we've averaged two and a half to three runs, four runs. So we just, you know, we want to have great at bats. We want to, you know, we. Had batting practice. We had practice yesterday for you know an hour, and and you know the the focus was just be naughty in the box. You know, get in there with bad intentions, and and let them know. You know, Coach Dex kept asking the guys, "What time does the game start tomorrow?" And they'd say seven o'clock, Coach. Or some would say, you know, the technical ones that pay attention to detail, they'd say. 702 coach 702 game starts at 702 it's like that's when the you know that's when the ensues that's when we've got to show they've got to know that we're there and that we're coming because trust me they're coming for us i mean they're, they're trying to come and take something that that we want so we've got to counter that with with more nastiness more naughtiness than than the opponent may have so that's that's what we want to see tonight. We want to see a group that goes that doesn't give in, that is just eager and hungry, and and you know we want there to be a fight at the bat rack. We really do. Strikeouts down, um, first pitch swings improved. Looking at aspects of this team offensively that are in a better place now than they were back on February nineteenth when the season started. Uh, looking back at the last three months in a week, Bab, what area are you most pleased with from an offensive standpoint? And the the follow up question before we let you run is, what area do you feel like? Look, it hadn't been the best, but we've got to get this thing rocking and rolling here this week. Well, I think you just mentioned it. You know the um, the strikeouts down uh, that has helped us. So that that's a great thing to see. Um, what we've got to get rocking and rolling is just better at bats strung together, not uh, a bat giving away and a bat giving away a great at bat, and then three at bats giving away, non productive at bats, and then a great at bat. You know, there's we've got to string them more together, one through nine is what we have, we feel to be 
you know, to have the success that, that we want to have. Because, look, we, we love this group. We love this team can keep playing for, for a few more weeks. We really do. We've said that all along. But, obviously, there's some things that need to be done in order to, to make that happen. Anthony Babineau has been our guest, associate head baseball coach for Louisiana's Ragin' Cajuns. 7 o'clock tonight, scheduled first pitch, 7 uh, or possibly later, depending on the first two games of the day, hopefully on time. Pre-game 30 minutes prior to first pitch, airing here on ESPN 1420, as well as News Talk 96.5. KPL, Jay Walker, Brad Topham have the call. Cajuns versus Texas State, Jack Burkett's to start tonight. Tomorrow night, same scheduled start time against App State. That is the one Cajuns have to win to advance to the semifinals. Bab, it's been a pleasure talking to you every Wednesday um, hopefully we can chat again next week and, and you guys will still be playing. But either way, man, thank you for taking the time all season long. And I've never, you know, I, I don't know why the, 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 the minor league team there is called the Montgomery Biscuits, but uh, suffice to say, an educated guess would be, I guess they eat lots of biscuits in Montgomery. I don't know. So at least while you're there at some point, try one of the biscuits there and let me know if it's actually if, – if the minor league baseball team is worthy enough to ha- – if the biscuits are worthy enough for a team to be called the Montgomery Biscuits. Because it's a great team name, but if the biscuits aren't all that good, then it's just fraudulent in my opinion. <laughs> I would definitely do that. Uh, I'll get that information for you. Try to find out why they're the biscuits as well. I'm like- sure there's, uh, there's obviously a reason, so – Looking forward to it, Bab. Hey, man, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks so much for taking the time this morning and all season, and um, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of y'all's time in Montgomery. Best of luck on the diamond. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. You got it. That is Anthony Babineau. It's been great chatting with him all season. What did we learn in that conversation? Well, a little bit. You know, I know a lot of folks were curious. What, what's the approach tonight? Jack Burke starts try to have uh, as as much as they can out of him, as little arms as they have to use out of the pin. They're going to use the regular offensive lineup, try to get those bats really, really going against the Texas State team that who knows how they show up. They've been eliminated. This is their last game of the season. Are they Are they checked out mentally or are they balls to the wall? Hey, we want to end this on a positive note and send our seniors out the right way. I mean, I We'll see, man. Getting the pulse on the nice game, and then tomorrow, some thought, hey, maybe they try to say both guys and use a both. No, it's going to be either Arigetti or Connor Cook, and possibly both if they need that in the game. But either Arigetti or Cook will start tomorrow night. Great, appreciated, and uh, I don't know, man. Bit Montgomery biscuits. Now suddenly I want biscuits. I think as soon as I get off the air, I'm going to have to go eat some biscuits and come back into the building and get back to work.